This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rippett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on February the 4th, 2021, and we have two topics we want to cover during the podcast for today. The first is to do with the Retail Insider brief topic where J. Crew's shutting all the remaining stores across Canada after a 10-year run, which is very sad news. And the second isn't our article, but was part of the curated news from around the web that Craig found and curated the night before and then published the next day. And that specifically is to do with the 400 stores that Starbucks is closing from across Canada. Now, since that's not our article, we wanted to bring in our Toronto team member, Dustin Foose, who's been tracking this to give us a little bit more insight. So thanks for joining us today, Dustin. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, let's jump right into it here, Craig. Um, J. Crew, let's start with that first, um, is shutting all remaining stores across Canada, right? Now, back in September 2020, we did re- report that they were shutting down their full price stores, except for like the Toronto Yorkdale Shopping Centre, as well as some of the outlets around as well. But um, give us a little bit of background beyond that, uh, just to get everybody up to speed. Uh, starting off this conversation here, uh, we were just doing some uh research to confirm and it does appear that j crew uh the american fashion retailer has shut all of its canadian stores including its factory outlet stores so it uh, has made a full exit which is it's a surprise and it's not a surprise to be honest we uh they, we reported in september they were uh, they only had one full price store left in canada at Toronto's Yorkdale Shopping Centre, as well as I think about five outlet stores. Yeah. And uh, our uh, research shows that all of those are now shut down. Well, it doesn't surprise me because I think it was the spring of last year, J. Crew filed for bankruptcy protection, which uh, then snowballed all the way through till shutting down to suddenly what we have now, which uh, like for me in West Vancouver, Park Royal is where I had a J. Crew, which was papered up for the longest time. And uh, now is reopened as a Peloton, which is great and exciting because I do a lot of fitness. So it's really cool. But uh, it's great that a lot of these um, locations are being turned over. But uh, it's not like J. Crew as a brand is actually shutting down in totality. They're still available online on their e-store. Is that right? Yeah, I, I had a look at their website and it appears that uh, they still will be available to Canadians, yeah. but only online. That, yeah, yeah. That's what it appears to be. They didn't come out and say our stores are closed, but they said this is the place to come get your stuff. Yeah. So I think it's kind of yeah. the same thing. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Um, you know, and actually looking at the, the timeline here, uh, J. Crew pulled out of Canada 10 years after it entered the market because the first store actually was the Yorkdale store. So uh, first in, last out, I guess, is the situation oh, wow. here. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, you know, in 2011, uh, J. Crew opened at, at the Yorkdale Shopping Center, and, and that was the last full price store to close. I'm not sure when the outlet stores closed uh, or even the full price for that matter, because this happened quietly. We, we don't have quite as much access to certain information because in some places there's lockdowns and also we're not on planes traveling around yeah. the country like some of us used to do before the pandemic. Well, and I'm sure this is not a 10 year anniversary they were anticipating 10 years ago, especially with a 2020 pandemic. But do you think that this um, trajectory was going on before the pandemic or do you think it was just precipitated? Oh, yeah by the pandemic no 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 for sure i mean they were close, j crew was closing stores well before the pandemic um i remember about four, four to five years ago west edmonton mall was a location to shut uh, and uh, i'd even gotten word i don't know 2017 or 18 that 
J.Crew was looking at leaving Canada. So it's it's kind of like this has been ongoing for a long time. This is not something that's uh, uh, new, but it is still, you know, it's a bit of a sting still. You're like, oh, it, it happened. I mean, I, I remember when J.Crew came in, it was a, quite a splash. I think there was also some uh, controversy around the pricing being a bit higher in Canada versus the United States. But yeah, and fashion, uh, when you're looking at folks who are going online and f- buying fashion and you know, going through the process of parting with a significant amount of money. I know a lot of folks who previously would love to go into stores and touch and feel and try on. And fashion never really had that opportunity to um, kind of uh, uh, adapt to the e-commerce mentality, unless you've bought that brand before and you know exactly what size you are and Mm -hmm. how it fits. Yeah. And I'm the same way. Like I'm the tall gangly guy where I can get like, Stuff that fits, but it's not long enough in the sleeves or fits in the sleeves. And I'm swimming in the torso. So I really am leery about buying stuff online. And that's why I love going to the mall to try stuff on because then you know exactly what you're getting. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's definitely a very, you know, hard thing to swallow when you're looking at the pandemic and how, you know, something as basic as shoes or socks. Uh, We all need clothes, but you're not going into the malls, you're not trying things on. And J. Crew, when they left the Eaton Center, it was such a, um, a a very eye-opening experience because they had a prime location. They were up on the top floor, uh, they were above Pink, they were Kitty Corner to Swarovski. There was a lot of conversation about that location. And then when they left, it turned over to Lululemon. So very high profile location, and they had that opportunity to make a splash. Yeah, I was also told that that Eaton, CF Toronto Eaton Center, J. Crew store, um, this is about two years ago, was the only one in Canada, supposedly, according to that one source that was at Cadillac Fairview, I won't say who, they're not there anymore, uh, that was the only profitable one in Canada. So apparently there were these clauses in the J. Crew leases that said that after... If there was something, I have to go back. It's been it's been a while now, but there was something along the lines of after a certain period of time, it might have been three years. If the store had not turned a profit, it had the option of closing, and uh, it might have even been longer than three years. But it sounds like there was a lot of those leases that were coming up as per that clause, and were able to be shut. But I don't I don't know exactly what happened. I haven't talked to the landlord specifically about this recently, but. Uh, it, it obviously J crew has closed its stores. So one way or another, those that was worked out uh, with the landlords yeah. or maybe it wasn't, but uh, it's, is that clause common? I don't know. To be honest, I haven't done enough work in that area. Um, yeah. I kind of wish I'd been in more in leasing or even when I was a lawyer, I kind of wish I'd done commercial work because I didn't, I, I was involved more in people related litigation <laughs> and <than> commercial <laughs> litigation. I only did a couple of files and they were not around retail. I, I'm working on a, a case right now that I can't talk about, but it does involve a lease, but it's a large retailer and there was no clause like that in that um, uh, lease, but it's also a, a, a large anchor store that's over hundred thousand square feet. So um, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I'd have to ask somebody that's uh, gone over many leases. Well, and speaking of leases, I know that uh, now Starbucks is getting out of a lot of them across Canada, 400 or so of them. But moving into that other topic for the podcast, um, for myself, there's a Starbucks in my suburb over here in West Vancouver that shut down, which I was surprised on because as people are all cooped up during this whole pandemic, let's go get a Starbucks, get out, go around. But Yes, they can't necessarily do a lot of you know, you know e-commerce, but they have mobile pickup, all that kind of stuff. So I was surprised that they were kind of moving to do this, Craig. 
So I was just wondering, do you think this is as a result of maneuvering due to COVID or do you think this is like a pre-COVID strategy that's just kind of being implemented like right now? Well, I think Starbucks is reevaluating its footprint in Canada in terms of its locations. It's looking at how much it's paying in rent and it's looking at where the demand I guess was, is, and will be, uh, I would assume. And there's a lot of smart people that work at Starbucks. So this decision I'm sure was not made lightly and was not made without yeah. a lot of uh, oh, you yeah. know, thought and analysis. So um, what Starbucks has said is uh, I think before the end of March, they're going to have closed about 300 locations in Canada, which is quite shocking yeah. really. And uh, we are starting to, even Monday of this week, we saw, uh, this mass closure started in places like Toronto, also across the country, though it's been across the country, but Toronto has been really prominent because Starbucks had some corner locations, say yeah. on Young Street. I'm just blown away that they're shut down. They yeah. were such, it's funny that Starbucks had these iconic locations, the corner of College and Young Street in Toronto. Um, the first coffee place I went to when I moved to Toronto was the Starbucks at Wellesley and Young. Uh, you know, in, in the, I used to live in that neighborhood. And uh, there's so many of them that close. The one behind Louis Vuitton that I used to go to on Bloor Street is gone. And uh, it's incredible. Then Dustin, by you in the St. Lawrence Market, uh, same thing. Beautiful Starbucks in a heritage building. You took a photo of the sign coming down. Yeah. And we we saw a number of locations that were longstanding lo uh, locations. They had been Starbucks forever. And they, you know, without... A lot of notice, to be honest, uh, most of the employees only found out within two weeks wow. of their locations closing. Crazy. And that is wow. a, uh, a a shocker for yeah. not just the folks who work at the companies, but also landlords and, yeah. you know, these condo yeah. buildings that are going to have to replace that exactly. or have it just yeah. sit empty for years and years, uh, which we saw actually on a, a recent tour in the beaches where a Starbucks left a location and moved across the street and that location had never uh, been released. So we're wow. seeing that right now in the downtown core. And just as Lee and, and Craig have mentioned, with COVID, it's a different mentality. We're not traveling. Yeah. We're not going out and, and doing a lot. Most of us are working from home, exactly. which I think is the big issue with Starbucks. Mm -hmm. uh, they are very much a, you know, first thing in the morning, two o'clock, uh, you know, after work, if you're doing the, the late shift, you're going to go and get a coffee. You're going to buy, you know, the, the snacks and the lunches and that kind of thing. But one, well, I found that, yes, it's in my neighborhood in the suburbs, but it's also in the downtown core, but it's also like these iconic, like important, like landmark kind of places. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about iconic locations where, uh, you're not just pulling out of a single location, you're pulling out of a community and it's going to take a lot of effort to bring these locations back. But honestly, if we're having something like a, a lockdown, a full fledged, you can't go into stores except for takeout. It makes sense. All of these locations were fairly large. They were not set up to be a, a grab and go as the one underneath uh, the King subway station um, in, in that area. Uh, they set that, uh, that one up, I believe it was in Scotia Plaza, as a grab and go, you ordered on your app, you showed up, it was ready and you left. There was no seating, there was nothing like that. It was basically the new concept. Mm. 
one, I'm assuming that would be almost beneficial now during a pandemic to kind of shift to that model so you don't have to loitering around. But and it also, I guess, flies in the face of the original, like free bottomless coffee, have as much as you want when you stay. But that's crazy that they're now moving away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This announcement closing iconic, closing high traffic and high profile locations. It's a shocker. Yeah. I think it's really shocking because um, I remember it might have been about a decade ago. It made the news when Starbucks closed a single location in Canada because Starbucks had never closed a location. It's just it's what talk about it, uh, you know, in times changing this, this, this location, too, had been in the Aberdeen Center, which is very much an Asian focused shopping center in Richmond, uh, south of Vancouver, and uh, probably not the best location for a Starbucks uh, in hindsight, because, again, it's it's very much, you know, a a focused mall, a great place to get bubble tea and whatnot. But you know, Starbucks is, is a Seattle based uh, Western style chain. I, I don't know if I said that properly, but um, now again, 300 locations, this may not be the end of it. Uh, I, you know, and, and Starbucks has closed locations since then. Uh, you know, very well known to many in Vancouver in years, people would laugh about the uh, corner of Robson and Thurlow Street in Vancouver, having two Starbucks locations diagonally across from each other. Both of them were very high selling, but eventually um, one of them closed, and uh, which is now uh, an Aritzia, part of an Aritzia store, because that's a big Aritzia store. So. Uh, it's it's just interesting to see mm-hmm. that. And and Dustin, you've seen some other retailers that have also uh, been closing in Toronto. Well, we all have, I'm sure, to clo- more locations that have closed for, for other chains. Yeah, it looks like we're seeing uh, the bigger brands realize that this pandemic isn't going away anytime soon. So the re- renegotiation of leases and just changing of consumer behaviors and habits uh, are going to be prevalent, especially in some of the uh, the consumer uh, side of things with things like Urban Barn closing a giant location mm-hmm. on King East. Um, they're still operating a, a number of locations, including their, their location over on Queen West. Um, we walked through the path in uh, Toronto's downtown core and we saw the body shop packing up. We saw uh, a number of other locations where they're just figuring out that when you're in the path and there is no business because people are working from home and it's not advertised that the path is actually open, you're getting a different clientele. So people are, aren't able to make rent and make lease and, you know, pay employees. Uh, we also saw a number of fast food chains, uh, such as the Freshie on Bloor, which is right at Young and Bloor uh, with a for rent sign, which shows me that the clientele that f- the Freshies and the fast casual would cater to, they're just not around anymore. They don't cater to the locals. They don't cater to the uh, the folks who are living in that area. There isn't that uh, the influx of of incomes that are, you know, in the 50 to one hundred and twenty five thousand dollar range that are traveling into the downtown core for the day and then traveling home. That commute just isn't there. So you're going to see a lot more of those uh, organizations and also the relocations. Uh, We saw McTamney's. Uh, on church 
say that they are relocating to a, a new location and where those types of iconic spots are going to show up a lot more during the pandemic. And I should go back to McTamney's too. That would say, what do we call that? It's not, is it, is it a large format pawn shop? Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, a, a pawn shop. They classify that on yeah. their, their website. They are Toronto's pawn okay. shop. The oldest <laughs> pawn shop, uh, family owned since 1860. Wow. So they, how long it was in that location? Cause it was an, it was an iconic retailer on church street, kind of church around queen street. I think it is right. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like they're, uh, they're changing, uh, successfully relocated to 837 Danforth. Danforth. What? Mm. Yep. So that's an interesting thing because we're also looking at other uh, brands and other um, retailers going out to the Danforth, if I remember correctly. And I don't know how far 837 is out there, but we talked about Second City opening up their uh, temporary location out on the Danforth. So this is all part and parcel of the pandemic and uh, businesses not being able to their leases they're gonna have to start uh flexing their their business mentalities and say hey where do we where should we go because a lot of these stores can't just do online well just to bring it back to starbucks here for a moment like Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think that they are going to be like purposefully trying to screw over communities because like at the end of the day they're trying to just weather the pandemic right but uh, to your point, I do agree that they have fostered this whole community feel like here, have as unlimited, you know, refills while you hang out and, and sit in our coffee shop kind of thing. So when they suddenly disappear because of this new normal, absolutely, there's going to be a big gap there. Yeah. And they're also one of the interesting things that came up was that they're not pulling out of grocery stores. Oh, like Safeway, right? Safeway and Loblaws. Yeah. So that's that's another conversation. Uh, I know that some of our favorite locations uh, in Toronto exclusively, and believe me, I know there's more across Canada, but anytime (laughs) we would go to an Indigo, that was always our favorite location to go and grab a Starbucks because you could still utilize the reward program. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a lot quieter and, you know, people were in almost a library mentality of going and finding books, Books, but it was always one of our favorites in the Eaton center that had five Starbucks. Yeah. So might as well get the, the shortest line possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the reason, I mean, those are licensed locations, right? Uh, Starbucks isn't paying rent on them. So those won't close. I don't think we'll continue to see. Even I'm just thinking when I was in Calgary last time, there was a Safeway grocery store that a lot, a lot of places have Starbucks. My long goes up the street has one too on Bloor street. Yeah. So, um, no, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, I, I think those ones will stay open. Uh, some suburban ones have closed. I think in in the city of Richmond, I, they were in the Terra Nova neighborhood. They've actually got a, um, a petition uh, for Starbucks to not close because Starbucks had announced that location was closing, and the uh, people in the area are saying, you know, they're they're losing an amenity. They're they're losing something that they were going to. So I thought that was interesting that people are actually going to that effort. But at the same time, this opens up an opportunity for some independent. Uh, uh, coffee retailers uh, or, you know, or food service in some space that may have coffee to, to replace the Starbucks. And and if the people in the, this part of Richmond and, you know, many other places have a similar situation or, or are petitioning this, this is an opportunity for entrepreneurs to also maybe come in and take that space and to do something else. So I'm kind of surprised, you know, in a place like say Terranova and Richmond, if people are protesting this much that 
Starbucks is closing, but uh, you know, Starbucks is making this based on financial decisions and, and we don't have all that information. Yeah. So, and it's very similar to what happened with tea kettle taking over David's tea locations because you had a, a company make a decision to pull out, uh, after the pandemic and after, you know, realizing where they were in the Canadian landscape. And then you had, um, bankrupt. <laughs> well, yeah, but Doug Putnam was just like, Hey, let's uh, start a brand. We're not going to take over every single location, but we're going to, you know, try something new and see what happens. And that's exactly what entrepreneurs across the country and around the world are thinking about is what, what can we do in an industry that is being ransacked and uh, just completely uh, taken apart bit by bit? How can we keep our communities thriving while also realizing that we have a pandemic that is, you know, killing people left, right and center? Like we, we need to think long term about safety, about, you know, keeping the community strong, but also, you know, we're not going to have uh, a young street or a Robson Street that's just full of empty buildings. That won't last forever. Yeah. Well, and I think that is a wrap for the podcast, you guys. So we covered the J Crew shutting across Canada and as well as Starbucks and a variety of other things too. So thank you very much, Craig and Dustin, for joining us today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and we'd appreciate it if you left a review with your podcast provider to help others find us too. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning and it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning so thanks everyone for listening and craig thanks for chatting and chat with you next week thank you so much everyone and thank you dustin as well for coming on air here today bye everyone awesome